Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. And we coming from our basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. What is up? What is going on? This is the Podcastianos. I am Jordan Hall and finally rejoined on the show by Eric Wayne. Eric, welcome back to Civilization. Oh, thank you. It's good to be back. I've been on my walkabout. I've traveled the globe, and I have returned to you once more. So we'll recap for those who you, those of you who were gone for the last two weeks. Um, you were gone two weeks ago in, you said, Guatemala. Cent- That's correct, Of yeah. the Central American variety. Yeah. Um, and last week you were in the UP on vacation. But yep. back with us tonight. Yep. And without even a minor league podcast for a rehab assignment, and we're just coming back in straight you know, no warm-ups or anything. You're no Daniel Norris in that regard. No, no, these wussies need, you know, some single-A guys to beat up on. No, right to the pros again. I'm strong. <laughs> um, so I feel like we'd be remiss to not to ask you if uh, any – tell us a little bit about your adventures, any good stories, any fishing stories from the UP? Well, you know, I don't know how much any of you actually care about my my life. I mean, it's not that interesting, to be frank. But no, we went to Guatemala. We we built some houses. We distributed food and clothes. Um, yeah, then I was on a family vacation up to the uh, Michigan's Upper Peninsula, not any of the other Upper Peninsulas. Screw the other uh, yeah. Upper Peninsulas. <laughs> yeah, right. The Michigan's is where it's at. Um, and no, we did fishing. I I um, I almost landed uh, a really big walleye. So it's an honest-to-goodness fish story where I almost got it in the boat. Like I was lifting it up out of the water, and I should have used the net, but I was just stupid and brash. And so I thought, I'm just going to lift this. And I had four-pound test on my ultralight pole and I was – because, yeah. So it was a good fish. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a a fish story. So I almost caught a good walleye, but caught some other fish and, you know, we skied and tubed. You know, I I slalom skied just to prove to myself that at my advanced age, I could still do it. So no, it was was solid. So, oh, and I got to tell you, um, the, the cell phone coverage is a lot better in Guatemala than it is in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. I'm FaceTiming back home, driving down the road in the hills of Guatemala, and I have to drive 15 minutes to check my email 
in freaking the UP. It's garbage. Now, you know, we have our the visions of, of Guatemala in our head. Were there just like children playing soccer in the streets? Um, there's some some of the kids play soccer. Um, I don't know. Uh, the kids do play in the streets a lot. Tops were the big thing. That was a, a thing we played with. Trom- trompos uh, in, in Spanish. And uh, so the kids are trying to teach me how to throw a top. So it's like this top and you spin it around and you, you know, you throw it overhand like a serious throw. Uh, I did not master the, the, the top throwing in my time there. If they Sorry. like tops, we should teach them pogs. I feel like that's the next logical step. <laughs> right. If we want them to be children in their early 90s, I suppose. <laughs> and bored almost instantly. Oh, my gosh. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can. At, I am at Jordan Hall 23 on the Twitter. Erica is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. Um, the show is at podcastianos.com. And we'd love it if you take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Since, you're, since you left, um, I've, yeah. I've mastered the word subscribe. subscribe. Yeah. I'm back here, so now subscribe. Oh, excuse me. So, so subscribe to us. Um, Thank you. And Eric, we talked about this uh, a while back, but I think we should implement this. Get a fantasy football league going with, with our listeners. Um, if you want to get in the league, um, email us. And over the next, I don't know, how long until football season starts? Like a month or so? Over the next oh, month, we'll pick. Baseball season. Yeah, we'll pick a few guys. Um, and, oh, and we'll, or pick a few people. Excuse me. I'm, I'm yeah. not gender specific. But Do I have to change my lineup every week? I think that's ideal. I mean, <laughs> if you're into the the winning right. aspect of it, maybe maybe you try that. Um, effort, but the yeah. email address is at podcastianos at gmail dot com. All right. Oh, do we need to talk about who won the uh, NCAA bracket? Cool. I don't. I don't recall. I, that was so so long ago. I don't. I don't think. That... I'm pretty sure I won that. Yeah. Just I, I, I'm pretty sure that you did also. Oh. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. So there's no time to waste tonight. Let's jump right into things. I, there's a ticker running. We got to get to this. Come on. <laughs> it's like no wasting time. It, with it's like comments. 60 minutes. Every time I look up, it's going again. I don't want the red light to come on. Clock is kind of a douche. Um, what a week we just finished. Three game sweep Ugh. of Boston at Fenway. Three game sweep of Houston at home. Um, I, I said this on on Vito show last night, um, so I'm going to reuse the analogy if if you're comfortable with that. Yeah, recycling. I'm all about that. Yeah, um, you know they say baseball season is kind of like a marathon, and I've never ran a marathon, but I would assume like at points <laughs> I've never ran. <laughs> yeah, I, I would assume at points you have to like kind of stop and take in your surround. Well, maybe not stop because the idea is to run, but take in your right. surroundings, enjoy the sights <laughs> along the way. And the point isn't just to rack up your 26, you know, miles. I kind of feel like that's what we need to do a little bit more than maybe we do with with the Tigers with baseball season, like. We're quickly approaching the end of the season and the stretch run. But, like, the last week was an awesome time to be a Tigers fan. Like, I I really enjoyed it. You know, every every week or every game essentially had something. Like, you know, on Monday, Verlander outpitched Pomeranz. Then there was the the Pelfrey-induced slugfest. Um, We had the seven-run second off of Colin McHugh. Uh, Iggy's walk-off infield single, which is one of my all-time favorite Tigers moments already. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, McCann's first inning Grand Slam uh, yesterday. What a week. I feel like if, if 
I know that this is like a flawed team, and there's still reasons to to be pessimistic about them. But if you didn't enjoy the last week, like you're probably doing baseball wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, you you're you're not a healthy person. I mean, pretty soon it's going to be February, and we're going to be just pining for you know craving the littlest uh, free agent signing rumors or whatever. And it's like we have real baseball now; you can watch it. You know, kick your feet up and just let the baseball game wash over you. It's so good. It's summertime stuff. Just let the theatrics of it a little bit, the um, the, the presentation of baseball. Just just enjoy it. Don't be such a hater all the time, people. <laughs> it's, it's almost like we're talking to a specific section of Twitter when we say all these things. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Um, we, we really need this. I don't know if you were back in the country, but – um, Sunday would be a week ago. Yesterday was one of the most soul crushing days of my entire life. Which was that the what happened with the White Sox where they lost two in one day? That would be the day. Um, it oh, was a uh, Justin Wilson gave gave up the ship in in just one inning, and then we came back in the ninth inning of the second game to tie it, only to have Brucey give it up to the same guy, oh. Adam freaking Eaton again. Um, yeah, it was it was a really really bad day. I was actually nowhere around and had access to real media at that time, and I'm I'm fairly grateful for that because everybody is just like gnashing their teeth about Adam Eaton and just I, I heard spirits were quite low after that day. Were your spirits low? They they as far as my as low as my spirits can go. I mean, you know, I'm I'm. A fairly yeah. optimistic guy by nature, and we—that was the day that we recorded Hook and, and Rob and I, and that was oh, one yeah. of the more somber shows that that we've done um, because it was just such a, a blow. Right, I think I said something effective: blow right to the nuts. Like it was, it was a rough one, um, but we've bounced back. Um, so we swept two very good teams this week. Um, eight out of ten, going back to before the the soul crushing Sunday. If right. Minnesota finishes the job tonight, we'll be four back of the best record in the American League. All of a sudden, wow. things are looking up. Do you uh, do you trust this? Or does it feel like things maybe are a little too good to be true all of a sudden? Mm, I mean, can the truth be someplace in the middle? Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean obviously. We're yeah, not, almost always is. Yeah, I think that's true. We're not a team that loses all the time to the Cleveland Indians. And we're not a team that goes on that ugly run all the time. But we're probably not a team that wins, what did you say, uh, 8 out of 10, mm -hmm. uh, you know, consistently. So, I, you know, but like any data set, there's natural variation, right? And I think the Tigers are are settling into kind of who we think we thought they'd be, you know, hopefully a wild card, a wild card team, and maybe challenge for the division. That's kind of what they are. But you need runs like this to to mitigate some of the, the you know, the ugly stretches early. So, um, and we we had mentioned that I think the last podcast they need one of these good win streaks, and uh, they're starting to put it together. The offense has been there, right? The yeah, offense is yeah. still cranking out the runs. The only question has been the pitching, and if they just get enough, they're gonna they've which they've had just a little bit of enough. They've, they've won some games. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think? Where's, where's your feel? My feel is that this is, um, 
it's the it's I feel like this is the good feeling that we've been waiting for. Like we came <laughs> into the season and you know, maybe it was just you and I, but we had pretty good feeling that this was this was gonna be a good year. And we started the year real hot, and then there was that cold streak that everyone the first time everyone wanted to fire Osmus. And I feel like since then we haven't gotten back to that good feeling, even when we've had some kind of up weeks. Um you know, and and I don't know, maybe that's just the internet. Maybe maybe that doesn't permeate the ball club, but it certainly seems like um, you know, with the video of, of Kinsler smashing Iglesias over the head with the water bottle after he loses rock, paper, scissors, it seems like there's just a little bit of fun, which is mm-hmm. ridiculous, by the way. But it just seems like there's a little bit of fun back in the ball club, and maybe they're a little bit looser. And, you know, only only good things are, are still to come with, with some of the guys that they're about to be getting back. Well, we, meaning me and you, are as sunshiny of guys as as they get kind of as talking about the Tigers and not even we have really allowed ourselves to hope on this team too much. Correct. I mean, you, if you allow yourself to hope on this team, you know, maybe you deceive yourself a little bit, but, um, I don't see much talk about, you know, even people allowing them to deceive themselves and say, Hey, this could be a team that has enough pieces to catch a little bit of fire to put together a run. And that's what we're hoping for. But there's nothing like a six game win streak to really, you know, oh, maybe just a little tease of, you know, just something to hope on that this team could put together a run and be something special, especially against two pretty, pretty decent ball clubs. Yeah. Yes. You know, we've been crushed by the Indians, and the Indians are their starting pitching is superior. But we don't have to go through the Indians. We can make our own way and kind of pull an end around. Mm -hmm. And that stuff has happened before. Ask the ask the um, St. Louis Cardinals, for instance. I mean, there are ways to win a World Series without winning a division. Yeah, we said without, that a couple of weeks ago. We don't have to yeah. catch the Indians to win the World Series. Not saying we, we will. Don't even have to, we don't even have to play them. Yeah. You know, so. Uh, but we do need to win some games and be good. <laughs> yes, that's that's definitely helpful. Um, we have two starting pitchers and coming back this week. You know, I say that with a question mark in my voice. Um, Zimmerman. I'm and, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Zimmerman and Norris. Uh, they've both made two rehab starts. I think three at this point for Norris. Um, let's let's start with Zimmerman. He's been he's been gone for a long time. Uh, when he first had that injury, we all thought, okay, he should be back pretty quick after the All Star break. Well, it's been a little bit longer than that. What are you uh, realistically expecting from Zimmerman after such a long layoff? Okay, so what is it? A neck strain? Is yes. that what he's up mm-hmm. against? So he's had two starts without any health issues without any neck issues or physical issues yeah he's not been particularly sharp um so what do i expect i expect him first of all not to make another minor league start i mean if he's healthy physically he's better than what we got so you gotta you gotta give him a run out there and i don't expect him to be super sharp or polished but i mean if he can give you 85 pitches nine you know and even four, five innings. I mean, it's that's quality for us these days. So no, I don't expect him to be super sharp, but I, I expect him to muscle through, power through, and uh, and give us something. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's the thing is, is with him, uh, I feel like we've ran, run down the narrative that he's from Wisconsin and he's just straight business, like as many times as is possible. But he's well, he looks that way. He's yeah. got that look about him. He's somber. He doesn't look like he's going to let anything, you know, come between him and, and doing his job, which I think is, you know, to, maybe was to his detriment earlier in the year when he hid the the neck and the groin, you know, injury right. from. You know, I say hid. It, that certainly seems to be my uh, opinion on what happened. But, you know, he's going to go out there and he's going to give us everything he has, whether he has 100% of it or not. And there's, in my opinion, there's no way that that's worse than what Annabal has been giving us. I mean, Annabal hasn't been as bad as he could oh, be, man. but he, I mean, there's almost nobody in the, in the system that I wouldn't rather run out there at this point. And Zimmerman, I mean, if he can even give us, I don't know, 75% of last year's Jordan Zimmerman or like 60% of earlier this year's Jordan Zimmerman, we're going to come out way, way, way ahead. Yeah. Yep. And if it takes him a start or two to get his feet back underneath him, hey, so be it. But don't waste those pitches in, in Toledo. No, absolutely not. And, you know, not to not to harp on, on Brad too much, but you know you come going in that you have a guy who's maybe not so sharp, maybe not yep. so you know, have somebody ready when he starts to to look like he's done. I mean, it's not you know, it's not rocket science, right? Yeah. Uh, um, let's move on to Norris. Uh, he should be back once again this week at some point. Um, I feel like I feel like I've seen a lot of pessimism towards Norris, especially recently. Like you know, he's hit the DL pretty much every time he's he's gotten a run for us. Um, what's to say that this time is any different? Is it just the pest? Is it just the optimist in me that says that maybe maybe this is the time, or is that just uh, pie in the sky? I don't know. Um, Norris needs to put together an extended stretch where he's healthy, yeah. has his head screwed on right, and is focused on pitching. I mean, the way he got injured, he like basically chipped a vertebrae in his back from jumping up on boxes. You know, you know the box jumping thing, like mm-hmm. in the Cespedes video, and he's just got—he's just a little eccentric, which is part of his charm. He lives in a van. He's out surfing. He's, a, but no, you know, Jordan Zimmerman seems like the most boring person on earth. Well, Norris is the exact opposite. He's going all over, whatever. You know what Norris needs? He needs a little bit more boring in his life. Yeah. Definitely. And I you know maybe I'm extrapolating way too much from his personality and stuff, but you know this this what is it a bleak strain or some something in his side I would imagine that somewhere related to his his vertebrae issue and falling and tra- it's just like um so I am I am less optimistic about Norris. Um, maybe, maybe I'm too harsh on the guy, but he just needs to settle into maybe a normal off season and just a normal kind of reboot, just refocus, but maybe he'll be fine. It it is a little bit of uh, prospect fatigue. I don't know. Sometimes they call it like we've heard a lot about the guy and he just needs some, some time to, to really put his stuff out there on the mound. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't remember if we if you and I have talked about this. I've had so many conversations since the last time we spoke. I forget what who was with what. <laughs> but I I kind of came to the realization that like Norris didn't have much of an off season last year. He had you know, between two thousand fifteen and, yeah, the, and cancer the, season, thing, the cancer thing. The cancer scare, he had another injury. Like these are this is a, a big year in his development, the off season to get ready to, you know, work on stuff and he essentially didn't have that. Like 
you know, I, I know that, like you said, the prospect fatigue is starting to set in. He's been kind of a big deal for, for quite a while, um, but he's still, he's still very young. And, yep. you know, maybe it, maybe it doesn't happen for him this year. But when they were talking about getting rid of him, you know, at the deadline, I was like, whoa, let's let's scale that right. one back just a touch. Um, and Rob actually ran this down last last week that his theory is that when he comes back, he's thrown so few innings this year that he's fresher at this point in the season than you know, any other starting pitcher in baseball, which is kind of an interesting, um, interesting scenario remember, to think about. Also, remember, we we wrote off kind of Shane Green. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, Shane Green's junk. Yeah, you know, we, you know, maybe he makes the team. All this kind of stuff. Well, Shane Green's like VPs in the bullpen now. I know he's not starting, but Shane Green is super important to this team, and I think Norris will be too. Yeah, and worst comes to worst, I think you could move Norris out there, and I mean, yep. his stuff isn't worse than Shane Green's. I mean. It's right. different, obviously. Um, and one thing, I don't want to spend a long time on Big Pelf because we spent quite a bit on him last week. But Are you going to break down any more flaws? No. I, you, I did listen last week. You listened week. to it last week. Okay, I won't, I won't go yeah, through I it did. again. But did, did that even make the remotest amount of sense to you? Well, I just believe what you say completely okay. blindly, Hall. Well, I mean, I'm not going to look at the tape because I just believe what you say. Fair enough. That's that's the stance all of the listeners should take. Um, I know. So I was, watching, I was watching a start yesterday. Let's see. Yeah, it was yesterday. Very, very closely. Did you notice that his motion, his wind-up to the plate... I can tell plate, you the answer is no already, but go ahead. His wind-up to the plate was slow and deliberate and it looked like he was really focusing in on getting the timing of his delivery right now i'm not saying your, i'm not saying that he got he your text message I, <laughs> yeah he got your text message yeah. that's what you te- you texted him didn't you yeah i just sent i just you know i took the the train emoji and texted it to that <laughs> and it it went and to it him. shows up on his phone yeah right that's kind of how things work text go slower to train emoji and it shows up in <laughs> pal's phone yeah, so, um, you know, if he I, – I put this on Twitter, and people negatively responded to me. I know that's going to be a surprise. But if he brings the mechanics he had yesterday out with him every fifth day, I think we have a, I think we have a run on our hands. You know, presuming, presuming he's healthy, I think there's a lot of room for uh, Big Pelf to, to make some people eat their words. And obviously that would be um, very, very uh, delightful for me. I have I have good news for you, Hall. Mm-hmm. We have him under contract next year too. Oh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a steal. Gonna be a steal. Um, okay, let's yeah. move quickly. McCann appears to be back. He's five for fifteen in his last five starts. Three homers, eight ribs. Um, things are always definite. Is he the cause of our resurgence? Mm, no, it sure doesn't hurt though. <laughs> you know, have a catcher who can actually give you something. Uh, and boy, did he need it too. Mm-hmm. He was in a bad place. I mean, he was getting subbed out for salty left and right. I mean, salty was getting more, more playing time and people were posting all kinds of ugly stats yeah. on to everywhere about poor McCann, about his inability to hit right handers and stuff. And, you know, we, we talk about McCann especially last year about his leadership abilities and kind of his character and his ability to be vocal. Well, it's, it's hard to do that when you suck. Yeah, absolutely. It really is. I mean, like guys like, Oh, who's the captain for um, Boston for all those years? Uh, Veritek. Mm -hmm. Veritek. Yeah. Thank you. Um, He wasn't an exceptional player. He wasn't a superstar, 
but he didn't suck. I mean, yeah. you got you got to not suck to be able to lead your team. So I, I'm I'm really happy for McCann. I hope he can kind of keep it up and give you something at the plate. Yeah, we talked earlier about how um, you know his his batting average on balls in play was like 350 last year, and this year it was like 210. So the truth was lying somewhere there in the middle. Yeah, I think we're gonna see him settle in. You know, obviously it's gonna be very difficult for him to get the average up, but I wouldn't be surprised if he hit 255 from here on out, which would be more than sufficient. I would say. Yeah, I mean, did you see the rumors about this uh, Jonathan, what is it, Luke Roy? Luke Roy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and kind of tied to the Tigers, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't know why you'd have to, you know, empty your farm club to replace Salty and McCann. I mean, McCann's got some good upside, and I know our catching platoon isn't all hugs and rainbows and unicorns, but I felt like there was there was more urgent needs yeah i feel like that one wasn't um you know there was conflicting reports on whether they were in uh, in on him or not i feel like that one was more of tiger's twitter kind of isolating um a guy that was semi-available with a guy who we had you know a place where we had kind of a hole and be like okay that makes sense as opposed to something to dream on yeah as opposed to ever actually having been um a real thing. A real thing. So, yeah, gotcha. um, but I thought it was really funny that he dogged the Indians. That was that was. I found that enjoyable. Oh man, that yeah, he shut them down. Yeah, they. Yeah, I mean, why? Okay, so he ends up going to the Rangers. Like, are is Cleveland so bad? Maybe I'm answering my own question. Is um, Cleveland so bad that the tech, that the Rangers are better? The narrative is that the Indians allegedly didn't promise him a starting gig. Um, so going oh, into next they have year Jan or whatever, yeah, in Napoli and I'm trying to think who their DH is, but going next year is his contract year. So he didn't want to be, you know, a reserve player going into when he's going to be fighting for a new deal, which, which makes sense, I guess. Yeah. And, I and suppose. truly I would say Texas is probably a little bit better of a landing spot anyway. So yeah. Speaking yeah, of smart, speaking of the trade deadline, um, we obviously didn't do anything. Are you okay with the approach? No. Well, kind of. <laughs> How is that? Well, you asked me like three weeks ago on the podcast, like, what do you think? And I was like, I'm kind of team soft buy, mm-hmm. right? Like kind of, kind of a half-ass buy. And I'm still was kind of going into that with the trade deadline. Like we have Dustin Mulligan on our roster right now. Don't we? We do. I just I would assume he. I'm assuming he will be a, a casualty when you know JD and Let's the guys hope. come back. But yeah, he but currently let, is on the my, roster. My point is, like, couldn't we get a reliever even that could give you some some innings that might be a valuable go to piece in the postseason if he kind of if it kind of catches on. So I was a little upset we didn't add even one pitcher Did that could have helped us. You see what it cost the Giants to get Will Smith though? They they had to give up a top 50 starting pitcher starting pitching prospect and someone else to get him. Well, uh, the, I suppose. The market was I'm not just, I'm not the market was bad. Yeah. yeah. I'm not I'm not porked. I mean, team stand pat is fine. Are you a little sad that Will Smith wasn't traded to Miami though? <laughs> that would have, that would have been ideal. Did, did you Twitter see? would have went nuts it, with "Welcome to Miami." 
it didn't, Benvenido it did not Avian. go nuts. Uh, I mean, just that he was traded at all. Cause you know, he went to the, the wild, wild West in San Francisco. <laughs> so Twitter had a moment about that. Very, oh. very, very clever guys. Um, I was a little disappointed that they didn't get themselves. Jeremy Hellickson. I figured yeah. about three forty five, Philly would be like, Oh crap. We're going to end up keeping this dude that you know is is out of contract at the end of the year that they don't want long term and that they're gonna be like all right we'll take moya or you know something like that obviously that didn't happen um, did the rays trade any of their starters yep matt moore like, also went to uh san fran good grief but no and, and no Oder- Rizzi stayed Oderizzi and archer both stayed yeah gotcha so huh. Um, I want to say just for uh, just because everyone else has made the joke that getting uh, JD and Zimmerman and Norris back is uh, like making a big old trade. You're a soccer guy, isn't that the isn't that always kind of the the soccer thing? Like yeah. that's the oh, you know, we're getting such and such back from injury. It's like um, it's like buying a player, yeah, like, a new, like a new signing. Yep. It's like a new signing. Yeah, everybody's making that. I'm just like. <laughs> Okay, so let's let's tie a bow on all this. Um, we are who we are now. the the ro- The trade yep. deadline has passed. The only now to be yeah, I was gonna say the waiver deadline. Yeah, I mean, obviously things can happen, uh, but I feel like you could get a better Avilas. You could get a better. There's a better Avilas out there. Go sign him. That it drives me there's nuts. Gotta that, be that. No, there is. Donnie Kelly is out there. Stop Why it. is Avilas on our roster when Donnie is available? I'm I'm very passionate about that. Okay, I'm with you, but it's completely tongue in cheek, sarcastic with you. Because no. come on. No. When you need a sacrifice fly to win the game in the ninth <sighs> inning, who would you rather have up there? Donnie or Avilas? No. That's what that's what the twenty fifth twenty fifth man is there to do. He's there to do just the, the little jobs, the hold the door open to the old <sighs> ladies. You know. All I'm saying, bring Donnie back to the D. It's where he wants to be. We all want him. <laughs> you won't find a guy with better manners. That's, that's for sure. That's for sure. Um, okay, so back to we are who we are now. Um, are we equipped to battle the big bad Indians? Uh, hitting, yes. Our offense is as good or superior than the Indians. But our pitching is not as good. I think the the Indians are probably still the class of the division, and we're gonna have to rise up and you know just take that from them. But I think it's a it's gonna be a struggle. What do you think? I think we have a better bullpen. I think we definitely have a better lineup, and I think I think if things go right, we have not that much worse of a starting pitching staff than they do. Okay. I we still have seven with them. I mean that's that's what it comes down to. We still have seven games. If we play 500 baseball against everyone else and win, I don't know, what would, that, what would it take? Winning six, six to seven? That's probably not going to happen. We're, you do realize we're like 10 and one against them or 11 and one. Except for the exact opposite. All right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Whatever. Yeah, but that has to, that has <laughs> to correct itself. It can't stay like that. It has to correct itself. Yeah, that's bad. That's, that's pretty bad. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a put my stamp on this. I don't think that we probably catch Cleveland, but I do think that we're going to snag one of those wild card. And I, and if you get all you got to do is get in. Anything can happen from there. And anything yeah. has yeah. happened from there. And yeah. you know, I would I, we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. I'd love to be in that game. That would be so much fun. Just a one game take all. G- give me JV on the hill. Oh man. That's a party. 
I don't know if my heart could stand that kind of thing. Like I try not to get super invested in the tigers, but it never works. And, you know, I'm going to be on my knees in front of the television, just like, you know, fingers clenched, you know, I, I can't take that kind of thing in my life. I don't know. It's a lot of pressure. Speaking of pressure, um, can we move to one story that's slightly outside our baseball bubble just for a quick sec? Yes, we may. Okay, so as hopefully all of you know by now, um, former Michigan State basketball standout, who I believe now is a professional nut kicker, Draymond Green. Is that, is yeah, that, is that his new profession? Um, yeah. He found himself in trouble again this week for posting a picture of Little Dre on his Snapchat story. <laughs> um, yeah. First, he claimed that it was hacked, which is obviously a classic move. Uh, who doesn't get yeah. hacked? Um, and yeah. then apparently he must have thought in that brain of his, I'm not getting away with it. So he came out and apologized. And then I was reading one of the one of the Bay Area beat reporters had this quote attributed to him. Draymond, we are all one click away from placing something in the wrong place. Uh, I suffered from that this morning. So, Eric, I ask you, have you ever been one click away from sending out such a picture? <laughs> I don't know. No, not really. But I tell you what, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to belittle the guy or belittle his little Dre. I mean, come on. I mean, the, 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 I, I should ask you the same question. What do you think, Hall? I, I can't you know? say I can't say I have. I can't picture a scenario where that would even remotely come into play. But yeah, I, mean, I don't have any issues with it with him doing it. He can do whatever he wants. It just I, yeah. I find it wildly amusing. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is getting to be it's going to be such a thing where this is no longer going to be a story after a while with today's social media and Snapchat and all this stuff. Like, it's not even going to be a thing after a while, you know, but you may want to double check um, how you are sending your messages and and be a little bit more cautious, especially about- when they're a certain type of message. Like if you're just posting a picture of yourself at a concert or something. Who cares? But when, you know, yeah. your, your well, loins are exposed. more sensitive. Yeah. Your, your loins. <laughs> Let's move you're on to power rankings. Just... This is getting ugly. Yeah. Hey, you're the one who wanted to talk about Draymond Green's penis. <laughs> <clears throat> Whoops. <clears throat> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. All right. Are you seriously ready? Are you seriously ready for uh, power rankings? Oh yeah, let's, let's go to the power rankings. Okay. Um, you know, last week was a special week. Uh, I gave um, Hook Slide the uh, the minivan power rankings mm-hmm. uh, in a box, a special box that I've crafted to contain them. 
you know, until such as a time. Uh, so did he do them? He didn't. He he forgot the key. And the, the box that you made was made from the number one wood from your species of wood power ranking. So we couldn't <laughs> even get in it, like, just chopping it down. It's a solid wood. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the key. Yes, forgot the key. My fault. Yeah, and it's not one of those fob things where you can, you know, you find an end around. It's a it's a legit, you know, hand, you know, thing in your hand key. Yeah, I mean, maybe the chick from Italian Job could get in it, but otherwise, yeah, it's pretty solid. Anyway, that's a random reference. Okay, uh, this <laughs> week we have uh, models of minivan. Oh, okay, it's a new one. An option. And uh, while I was up in the Upper Peninsula, I thought this was topical. I did some fishing. So I have Michigan sport fish species. Oh, Michigan that's... sport fish species, yeah. We have to do it this week because if we waited till next week, it wouldn't be topical anymore. Yeah, I mean, like, it's hot now. Yeah. This is the hot thing people are talking about. Yeah, definitely. People in Michigan are talking about angling. <laughs> <laughs> do you you know seriously like those fishing shows on ESPN and, and not even ESPN like um, the NBC network and like the CBS those fishing shows get mad uh, ratings Dude, like they, well compared why? to no offense to fishermen I mean, but why I don't know because they're on all the time I don't know I watch some dudes in a boat catch some marlin or something like that are you kidding me alright fair, so, fair enough okay so now we have uh, the top seven and the bottom three Michigan fish species, you know, for sport fishing. Okay. Number seven um, is very topical, and that is the walleye. I, I, I caught a one walleye, but in Michigan, they got to be 15 inches to keep it. It wasn't quite a keeper, so I threw my walleye back. But walleye are really delicious. They're good to eat. They fillet up nice. They can get quite large. Mm. The reason why they're so low is that um, they don't strike particularly hard they just kind of just kind of grab your bait and and take it away um and fishing for them is not particularly interesting you're usually like jigging off the bottom or like a slow troll with maybe a crawler or leeches and leeches are kind of disgusting so dangerous might i add i mean they're not gonna like suck all your blood right away but they do want to cling to you and you got to get the big – if you're going to catch a big wall, you need the big, fat, juicy leeches too. Let me yeah. tell you that. Ugh. Yeah. That's weird. number seven. That weirds me out. All right, number, let's move on. <laughs> number six is a muskie. A muskie, uh, also called a muskelung, is a gigantic fish. It is Michigan's apex predator fish. This is the mother species that, I mean, if you are going to be serious and you're, you know, you want to crown yourself as amazing angler, um, you want to catch a muskie. It's called the fish of a thousand casts because they're incredibly hard to get. You need um, a special kind of commitment to go after these things. And that's why it's so low on the list. I mean, not everybody has a thousand casts in them. I mean, they're elusive. They're hard to find. But um, this is the king of fish in Michigan is the muskie. Okay. There you go. Number five is the perch. Hmm. Perch perch are delicious to eat. Um, you can find them in all different kinds of lakes and places. They're on the big lakes. They're, you know, on the inland lakes and stuff. They're good to eat. They're kind of cool looking. They got these, these vertical stripes on them. Um, 
And they, they kind of school up. So if you get into some perch, you know, use these like two hook rigs and you can really haul in the perch. But if you don't get into them, they're, they're a little hard. Um, so I don't know. Perch, they're all right. They don't get super big and you can catch like a lot of little perch and that's kind of frustrating. So that's why they're not higher. But perch are nice. Perch is number five. Just between you and me, I always kind of think of perch as just like big old minnows. I mean, they can be. I mean, they can be. But it's kind of fun catching perch because you use minnows to catch them. So you like hook, you know, just right right under the minnows, like vertebrae or whatever. You hook them and then you send them to the bottom to get eaten by perch. Have you ever uh, had the, the minnow catchers where you put the piece of bread in and they go in? I'm familiar with them. They're like, yeah, they're like traps or whatever. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, it's kind of cool. My grandpa used to to do it and showed me. Yeah, my kids, like, um, they would catch them with nets right on the shore. Nice. Little minnows. And we used talented children. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. They have my genetics. They're they're amazing. Okay. Um, Where are we? Oh, four. Four is the smallmouth bass. Smallmouth bass are fun to catch because if you get one hooked up, no fish will fight harder per pound than a smallmouth bass. They go absolutely nuts. But the things are a little elusive. They're not as common um, as uh, uh, the the other ones that we'll get to later. Spoiler alert. Uh, but smallmouth bass are, are super fun to catch. And, yeah, they're number four. Number three is trout. And I'm putting all the trout together. Uh, the rainbow, which is also called the steelhead. Uh, the brown trout, the brook trout. Um, these fight like crazy. And they are absolutely gorgeous fish. Like a rainbow trout, you will not find a more beautiful a beautiful fish. Like you pull it out of the water and you hold it in the sun and you admire it. You feeling me, Hall? Absolutely. can't tell you how many times <laughs> I've, I've held up my, my fresh rainbow <laughs> trout and admired it. Come on now. You I took, a, like I took a selfie City. with one once. Did you? No, absolutely not. I don't Gosh. really have what you would call a you're fishing boat. balls. Come on. <laughs> now, um, you like work on – you're like by a lake, aren't you? Yes, I am. I'm actually relatively familiar with fish. I just don't do the fishing myself. <sighs> Come on. You're killing me. Um, okay, back to trout. Um, they're fun to fish for because they're they're in rivers. So you're kind of wading in, you know, you, you have this like you might see it on a, you know, insurance or, you know, uh, investment commercial. You know, the guy's like doing his fly fishing. It's very idyllic and scenic. You know, that's trout fishing. I can, I you can might not that. catch a you might yeah. not catch a trout. It's still beautiful. Yeah. Scenery. Scenery is my thing. I, I could probably get into that. Yeah. You need like a three hundred dollar pair of waders. Oh, or something I stupid. could not get into that. then. Never mind. <laughs> well. We'll get into that more later. Okay. Um, number two is panfish. And I'm kind of lumping in um, sunfish and bluegills. Um, pumpkin seeds might be of this category. They all kind of inter, interbreed and stuff. They're they're panfish, right? You know what I'm talking about, bluegills. Yeah, um, so I, I know they're small, but they're good to eat. You can catch some big ones. And... Um, they're high on the list because they're so plentiful. Like if you just go out with a worm and a hook, this is what you're going to catch, right? And you have not smiled internally, like seeing the joy on a child's face when they reel in a fish for the first time. And on the end of their, on the end of their hook is going to be 
a panfish. It's going to be a bluegill. And it makes them happy. You can ice fish for them. Panfish are great. They're number two. Uh, number one. Do you want to you guess since uh, you're so in fishing? I'm going to go with pike. Oh, I'm going to give you a second guess because that was so bad. Uh, crappy? Is that a fish? <laughs> it is a fish. But no, you're wrong. The number one fish species is largemouth bass. Ah, the largemouth large bass. Everybody kind of knows, except for you, evidently, <laughs> about the largemouth bass. These are plentiful. You find them in lakes all over. Um, and there's different styles of fishing that you can try to use to get a bass, but you kind of cast. So part of the fun of fishing is kind of casting and reeling in. Well, that's kind of the, the method that you'd go for for a bass. So you can use crankbaits. You can use worms. You just worm on a bobber. I mean, people catch great big bass on just like these little kiddie poles with a worm on. But they're all over. They're like, uh, for hunters, it's the white-tailed deer. It's kind of the ubiquitous game species that everyone really wants to get a big one of because everybody knows about it. That's how largemouth bass goes. Like if you tell somebody I caught a seven-pound largemouth bass, like they'll kind of know what that is, and that's impressive. Anyone who kind of fishes anyway. So largemouth like bass, that's not yeah. They good. fight good. They got that, you know, that horizontal stripe. They're they're a good fish. Largemouth bass. All right. The worst three. Number third, I always struggle how to say this. It's third from the third from the worst. It's third worst. Third, sure, whatever. And that is salmon. Salmon. Now, salmon are big and they fight, but and they're also good to eat. So you think they'd be higher? And I'm lumping like king salmon, chinook salmon, all these kind of things together. But you need all the like special gear to go after them because they're in the big lakes. You need a big boat if you don't want to barf over the side, like with Lake Michigan waves with your little boat. It's expensive. You need fuel. You need like special rods. You need planer boards. You need down riggers. Like you kind of be a little snooty, honestly, to be a salmon fisherman. So this kind of gets back to your waders thing with the trout, but like times 10. You got to kind of be an upper crust fancy fisherman to go after the salmon. Fair enough. Okay. So that's why they're they're bad. Number two is a rock bass. <laughs> rock bass are uglier than other panfish. They're like smaller than a bass, but and if you ever catch a rock bass, it feels like a mistake. <laughs> it's like, I, why did I catch this thing? It's stupid. I don't want a stupid rock bass. Um, and the absolute worst Michigan game fish species is. Do you want to guess? Uh, musky. No, you already did that one. Uh, crappy. He's good. Going to crappy. Cra- Crappy's a decent guess. I'll give you that. But no, it's catfish. Oh. Also called bullheads. There's different varieties. But these things don't have scales. They're uglier than salmon. <laughs> They're just trash. They have these little barbs on them. And if you don't if you can't hold them by their mouth because of the barbs, you gotta hold their slimy backs. And they always swallow your hook way too deep. You end up cutting it off they're always just eating junk off the bottom like some derelict fish just eating meat and stuff you catch them with just like junk catfish are absolutely stupid nobody should catch a catfish they're junk power rankings boom that was, that was a good one that's one of your better ones have, have you seen have you seen the pikes i feel like we have people catch pikes yeah. all the time that is a terrifying fish 
They're but, they're cool. They're like a they're like a they look like a musky. I mean, they're smallish, more small usually, yeah. but they're like a musky. Yeah, fish like that make the me think. Job. Why would I ever swim in like a non pool? Yeah, there's ter- <laughs> like the, there's terrifying creatures out there. Don't don't like swim chlorine. in open water. Yeah. You like chlorine in those little flipper you know filter things that strain out the badness. Yes, it's clean. Well, it's clean except for the pee. So after you get done with it, baby, <laughs> come on. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcast Yanos. Um, Eric, is it okay if I introduce a new segment tonight? <laughs> yeah, please. Okay. Um, so, as you guys know, I enjoy running, um, and I frequently see things that are interesting on the side of the road, and I figured that I should probably share that with all of you. Um, so we're going to call it Things I Saw on the Side of the Road When I'm Running. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. As long as it's not like... I saw a fence or something. I mean, is it going to be interesting things? It's it's unique and puzzling things. Okay, I'm ready. So, so today I was out on my run, and on the side of the road I saw, um, you know the like shiny red tomatoes that you'd get at the grocery store? They're kind of like uh, oblong guys. Yeah, Romas. Roma like to- Romas. Yes, Roma tomatoes. I saw one of those completely intact, still looking fresh as all get out on the side of the road. I made me wonder, like, what set of circumstance led to this fresh, juicy tomato being on the side of the road, not damaged in any way? Like, it probably didn't fall off like a truck or something, but it's completely intact. It looked like it could be eaten. I wouldn't eat it because I don't like tomatoes. But, you know, if I did, maybe I would have stopped for a snack. Anyway, like I thought... somebody was on their way to make a salad and they just, like, misplaced it? or <laughs> Yeah, and where they misplaced it was the side of the road in the dirt. I like this segment a lot. So I'm going to write this down. Week one, (laughs) Roma tomato. (laughs) (laughs) Randomly. You were tempted to eat it, weren't you? No, I I actually don't like tomatoes. But other than than that, yes. No, tomatoes are are trash. As you would say at Power Rankings, tomatoes are garbage. Yeah. All right. I like what you can do with them, like salsa. You know, that's fine. But just straight tomatoes, ugh, woof. So, All anyway, right. that was my experience. Very puzzling. You better Very keep running because I'm looking for ne- forward to next week. <laughs> um, that's a brilliant segue. Why don't we talk about next week a little bit? Yes. <laughs> um, so, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, which would be tomorrow and the subsequent days after that, we are at home against the White Sox. Annie Ball in parentheses, hopefully for the last time, starts for us yeah. against James Shields. Um, Wednesday, Michael Fulmer against Chris Sale, he of the scissors, um, which sh- that should be a-, a load of fun. Thursday is question mark against Jose Quintana. I would assume it will be one of the rehab boys. Um, hopefully hopefully Zim, possibly uh, yep. Norris, either way. Um, Friday, another really saucy matchup. Verlander against Noah Syndergaard of the Mets at home. Um Saturday is Pelfrey, you know, health depending against Logan Verrett. And then Sunday is Annie Ball's spot in the rotation, which hopefully goes to the person who didn't start on Thursday against Jake DeGrom. Um, the, I feel like we've seen the, the White Sox so many times, it's hard to really get excited about playing them. But I'm kind yeah. of excited to see the Mets come to town. I mean, that, they're kind of a fun yeah. team. And Syndergaard and Jake DeGrom, those are, those are two pitchers that I, I will, I'll be waiting, you know, patiently or impatiently, I guess is the case, um, to see them yeah. throw. Two two really good pitchers. They were active at the deadline, right? They added who Bruce? Yeah, Jay Bruce. And and I feel like they added somebody else who I can't remember. Anyway, 
Well, but yeah, they're they're stacking up. You might be thinking of it took two different tries to get the Jay Bruce deal done because somebody failed their physical the first time, so they had to rework it. I see. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Any anyone you're excited to see? Are you excited to see you know Yoannis come back to town? Yeah, that would be that would be pretty neat. I think he's gonna pal. Well. You think he was tight with the boys? I mean, he seemed to like it here. Maybe he'll so. pal. But he, I guys. mean, he was only here for such a short time. It's hard to know exactly like how how deep the the connections ran. But yeah, yeah it'll up. be fun to see him. Um, I don't know. Let's see. Granderson will be coming back. I always like to see old Curtis. Oh, nice. So that'll be. Loves Curtis. Yeah, I miss Curtis almost as much as I miss Donnie, but but not quite. Um, so let's see. That's six games. What would be your record prediction for this coming week? Five and one. Five and one. Feeling strong. Really? All right. Um, yeah. Let's see. I don't. Uh, I'm gonna go four and two. I don't see any way we win tomorrow night, um, just because it's Annie Ball, and I will take one of the rehab boys to drop. But obviously, Big Pelf if he starts. I, I like our matchup there. Yeah, um, I gotta like that. <laughs> Verlander and Falmer, I would never bet against them. Um, and were you, are you aware of the Chris Sale story? Which one? The, there seems to be kinds of Chris Sale the, stories. The cutting of the sleeves. Like, yeah, I, I can't, I can't let you off the line tonight without you being aware of that story. So, okay, just make no, it- I'm aware of it. Like, I didn't know the details. Like, he just thought it was so ugly that he cut it up and refused to start. Ugly, Is that right? Ugly and uncomfortable. So he cut the sleeves off, and so he wouldn't. You know, obviously they couldn't use them, and then they sent him home. So they started somebody else. It wasn't his choice to not start. You know what? If I'm the White Sox. Maybe I pay a seamstress to like come in and help him or say, hey, how can we alter this slightly to make you feel more comfortable, Chris? Like maybe he's a prima donna. I still want the, the dude pitching for me. They were ugly as sin, though. They they were really bad. And I would assume that they were as uncomfortable as they were ugly. But though that's obviously hard to tell. Or you just like give in. Like you need to win a game. Why are you letting the uniforms? I get that, you know. Like in the NBA, sometimes the players, you know, tell the coaches what to do. Like, and you don't want too much of that. But you want, what are you doing? Just, okay, you know what? You win. We'll just roll out our regular uniforms. I don't know if you're aware of this, but the White Sox as an organization are kind of a dumpster fire. So I'm not super shocked. At least, like, give the, figure out something, give them the, the uniforms before or something. Like, we're going to wear these tomorrow. Are you cool with that? Something like get your head out of your butts. Yeah. That's, that's just silly. If Drake LaRoche were still around, this probably would never have happened. <laughs> yeah. It's, Cause Drake would have brought the uniforms earlier and ironed out any issues like Drake costs would have gotten him a game. One of the more valuable members of that clubhouse. Certainly. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can. On Twitter, I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. Uh, the website, podcastianos.com. And we'd love it if you take the time to subscribe, or subscribe, as people say, rate and review us on the iTunes, SoundCloud, or whatever other catcher you use to listen to podcasts. Um, Eric, it's good to have you back. Um, anything oh, else you want to say to the people before we head out for the week? Oh, I, I, I've missed you all. It feels good to be back in this seat. Thank you. <laughs> um, and with that being said, we'll catch you guys next week. And eat them up, Tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.